Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast with host Bo Marchanti, featuring head coach Jim Perry and the next generation of Red Dragons. Welcome back to the season finale of the 2023 Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast. I am your show host, Bo Marchand, joined with Coach Perry, and uh, prior to us um, going live, uh, we're in the old coach's room, and uh, Coach had the seniors in here, and uh, it was a, I'm sure he'll talk to them a lot more, but it was just uh, a quick, uh, uh words with the kids, and uh, Coach, the one thing you said, um, 35-21 loss to um, Lake Catholic. Lake Catholic. <laughs> I've been messing that up all day. Uh, so that and that brought the conclusion to a seven and five season with a lot of highlights. Um, Antoine Gardner, North, Northeast State Player of the Year. A lot to be excited about. But um, as a coach, you were just in here and, and you you shared that you know you know you always want to go farther. You always think there's a little bit more left. And you said this. I heard you say it. You said I'm sorry. And and I think that just speaks volumes as what you want out of yourself to give to these kids that they can keep running out of that tunnel or any other tunnel. Yeah, and uh, that's how you feel as a coach. You know, I know as, as a fan, you have great expectations, and and uh, people get mad at coaches, and that's we sign up for that. But uh, nobody nobody wants it more than we do, other than the players. You know, it's it's their it's their last chance, but. You know, any criticism anyone throws upon me is, is a fraction of what I throw upon myself. And I do feel sorry. And I told the kids at halftime because we had the battle to get back into the game. I felt, I was like, look, guys, it's like I tell my own, my own daughters when they're doing something. I just love watching you play. I want the opportunity <laughs> to keep doing that. And, uh, you know, we did not get it done. And uh, I do wish I still could have done more for this group because they certainly did a lot for, for me, for the other coaches, and most especially for this program in this town. So, it was a great run, but, uh, yeah, like you said, you always feel like there's a little bit more gas left in the tank. Yeah, and that's a good feeling. You don't want to feel like, hey, man, we're exhausted yeah. and, uh, and and whatnot. But I guess this is our season recap, and we mentioned it prior to, again, going to live, that we I cannot – one, we didn't miss any weeks. That's the first. We've, 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 set, the yeah, we've set the tone. So and we've been here every week to be able to deliver everyone a podcast. And for you guys, a lot of playmakers, I, I guess this is our time to reflect back on uh, – just I get maybe share a couple stories with the guys that we see most likely on the field. I'm, I mean, I don't know how many – there's probably close to 20, 15, 20 seniors in here. I don't know if you could share a story about everyone. But when you look back at this team uh, and these guys, uh, what are you going to miss about seeing some of those guys next year? Well, it's, it's to watch them grow. You know, this, this group was in seventh grade when we started, you know. Wow. And uh, <laughs> I had the fortune uh, – was fortunate enough at Matthews and that happened. That, that group from – seventh grade to their senior year ended up being our first undefeated uh, team in Matthews history. And, you know, we weren't undefeated this year, but we, we certainly, I think, gave people a season to remember. And it's, you know, going back to seeing those kids and being out at the junior high practices uh, to see them evolve. And, uh, you know, that's something you really remember. But, you know, what I, I've been reflecting on, you know, is 
Um, you see in our new weight room, Bo, that mm-hmm. we, we settled on the saying, courage above all things. And, you know, like so many things we try to do, we borrow from the military that saying. But the courage is I don't think people know. I, I put something out on Twitter the other day about our, our quarterback, Anthony Budak. Some of these things we can reveal now, this might take a while for me to go through. You know, Anthony had a grade two separated shoulder that he hurt in alliance. That's what he the third game? It. That's a- Against Lakeview, he re-injured it. I-, I don't even know how many countless times. Most weeks he could not throw a football from me to you, and we're sitting three feet apart, people. Um, didn't ever want to sit out. You know, one of the things that should we have sat him out and let him heal a little bit, you know, those are things that you always look back at. But you see professional athletes that can't play with shoulder injuries, uh, you know, a couple come to mind. Um, you know, him doing that. Antoine separated his shoulder against Beaver Local. Nobody ever knew. Played through tremendous amount of pain. I mean, you're, you're, you're running back carrying it 30 times a game. Uh, would come out a play or two. People wondered what was wrong with Antoine. He was just trying to get his, his breath back. Jamari hurt his toe, turf toe. Doesn't sound like much injury. You've been around professional athletes, you know what that's like. He played the entire season yeah. with turf toe. Didn't practice hardly at all, all year. Uh, Josh McCoy with the rib injury. Anyone, again, if you had a rib injury, play football, it's almost impossible. Uh, he, he battled through. Chris Rochar, uh, concussion week one, um, knee injury here at the end. Late Catholic game, could barely walk, kept inserting himself back into the game. Landon Turner. Landon Turner hurt his neck against Alliance, uh, battled through all year with this to the point of uh, he couldn't play this last week. Um, there, there's more out there uh, that aren't just popping into my head. These kids have, to me, uh, forget the record, you know, one of the, one of my goals was was to have our kids playing as hard as what Niles teams are known for playing for. These kids surpassed my expectation in that regard, and, and and so that's what I'm most proud of. That's what I'm going to remember them from, and we need that to continue. And I think it will because they they paved the way with all those things I just told you. They just keep playing, keep playing despite you know their injuries and everything that they've been through. Um, I think they've set the tone for the program, uh, you know, and that, that's everybody that follows them. So, uh, like I said, I know that's a, a long answer to your question, but I, I just wanted people to have – and I'm not even touching the surface. Of, I know, of, it's To hard. know it's what, what what these kids have gone through, and you only see them out on, on a Friday night, and, you, and you're wondering, hey, you know, this kid's not performing at a level he was earlier or something. Uh, truly, truly uh, courage above all things with this group, and that's what I'm most proud of. Excellent stuff. Once again, Coach Perry here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast, the 2023 season recap. No, I, I'm glad you kind of went into that, Jeff, and I'm sure when we get up and you're walking through the locker room, you're trying to probably think of five other kids, with, but, again, in the moment, you're just kind of rambling. Yeah, that was off your head. Yeah, you know, that was just the same thing. We have high ankle sprains. We have other neck injuries. Uh, it's, you know, it, it, football's that way. It is. But I can tell you in years past, it would not have, the difference with this group was the fight to keep playing, to do what they had to do. Um, you know, you have to be smart as a coach. You know, obviously, Brian, our trainer, is involved in that. You know, how could, can they play? Should we hold them out another week? And the kids, you know, sometimes it's, it's literally a warm-ups, and, and they come to you with tears in their eyes, and they're like, Coach, I can't go. But that's all I want is, you know, them to, them to try to do it. And uh, there's just so many instances of, of that that, uh, 
like I said, that that that's what you know, Team 111, that, that's who this group was. That's what I remember about Team 111 for sure. I love it. I love it. And uh, Antoine Gardner got the big accolade, the Northeast State um, Player of the Year. Uh, could you just kind of speak on him? And you've been around high school football as a coach with lots. I mean, you've seen a hell of a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, I mean, where does he kind of come to mind with some of the greats that you've seen? Yeah, so I can't speak to, you know, the golden era now, which was the 60s. Uh, and even as old as I am, I was born in 72. <laughs> But in my lifetime, he's the best football player at Niles history, wow. and I don't I don't take that lightly because there's been some great ones, uh, you know, the Matt Estes of the world, Mickey Anyard, uh, Kyle Payton. I thought my nephew was a fantastic football player. I go back to kids, Terry Howe uh, that I, I remember growing up, <laughs> you know, with my brother Sean Bonner, all those. I, I just and and I I'm biased, okay, yeah. so other people can have and they're entitled to a different opinion. Antoine Gardner, what he was able to accomplish. Uh, you know, he reminds me of Matt, Matt. Like, Matt S has played defense and offense, too. You know, carried the ball 30 sometimes. Uh, but, you know, Antoine did that for us all year. Uh, any eight player of the year, it, you know, I was in the voting. We voted on a Sunday. It was it was nearly unanimous. I think he had six votes to one. Hmm. Um, he's got more accolades coming, I'm sure. You know, the Trumbull County Player of the Year, that, that's a big one. That's special. That's like a bit of a Heisman Trophy for our area. Uh, I've I got to believe Antoine's got a good shot there. Uh, the Big 22, all Ohio, I, I'm hoping that, that the media recognizes his efforts and that he's in the mix for all Ohio voting. So uh, a lot coming his way. But, again, in every interview I've ever seen him uh, give, the first thing he does is credit his offensive line and his coaches. Uh, and and we do we we take that as a team award. So him winning NEA Player of the Year, a first Niles kid to do that, uh, you know that that's for our whole team. That's something we all need to celebrate. And we had other guys, uh, first and second team as well. So the, you know I thought we were well represented in the all conference voting. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Can you kind of tell? Um, do you find out first? Do they notify him first, or did coach? Yeah. Him? So we're this is voted on by the coaches. Uh, we all nominate our best players, and it's. It's a couple hour long process. Some some positions just are harder than other depending on the year. You know, there's so many good players in the conference, so it's hard. But uh, just to recap, Antoine was uh, NEA Player of the Year. Chris Masiosi was first team offensive lineman, which I thought was well deserved. And then uh, we had uh, Chris Roshar, second team wide receiver. Uh, Joe Smith, second team running back, which I thought was cool. Though Joe didn't have a ton of carries, but the coaches acknowledged him as as a receiver and really as a blocker, you know, who was Antoine running behind for, for a bunch of those yards, you know, uh, for them to acknowledge him there. I thought that was great. Uh, Carter, uh, Carter Waldron uh, received a defensive uh, uh, player of the year, or not player of the year, sorry, uh, second team uh, defensive lineman in the NEH. And I might be missing one, but I, that, that's probably about it. Like I said, conferences is full of good players. We were in the middle of the pack. Uh, as far as the standings went, so you know, getting getting a handful of guys uh, represented, I, I thought was was really good for us. Excellent stuff. And once again, you're listening to the Niles McKinley Red Dragon Football Podcast. You can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, um, anywhere where you listen to your podcast. You can find it free to download and listen to at your leisure. Uh, Coach, uh, with this team, um, what well, I guess this is your opportunity to. Uh, I mean, uh, I know that you said the banquet's on December 3rd. Um, I don't know where, I don't know how the off season goes where these kids, you know, if kids want to, you know, sign up or get into the program. Um, I guess 
kind of give a little pathway to how teams or these kids can, if they're looking out there or they want to be part of this? Yeah, so I'll just give you our process. So you're, you're kind of down based on OHSA rules for a month. So we really can't do a lot with the, with the kids. But what we'll do in that time is we will have what's uh, called our uh, postseason evaluation with the players. Uh, it's like an exit interview, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we set some goals for them, some, some what we want them academically, uh, athletically, you know, with their body, you know, putting on weight and strength. Uh, we, we just this kind of sets the tone for them. We give them an evaluation of the past season so they have a real good understanding of, of where we feel that they excelled and where they need to improve, uh, get all that. And then, then really some of the focus is trying to get our junior high, you know, eighth grade class coming up to be ninth graders, getting them to understand. Like one of those things we always feel like that red door we walk in every day, Mo, it's intimidating so you walk through it a few times getting them to understand the importance of coming in and, and assimilating with the group. And, uh, you know, we'll be working on that. You know, you got, you got kids in basketball, of course, and, you know, uh, those kind of things. But uh, after a couple of weeks of the dust settling, we'll, uh, we'll get back into high school. We'll, you know, we'll be calling anybody who wants to play football. There'll be 100 kids down there, <laughs> as is normal. And then, uh, you know, this sport's not for everybody. So at that point, you kind of start thinning the herd naturally just because <laughs> the amount of work comes in. Uh, some kids don't expect that. But, hey, you know, every year we've been able to find a, a gem or two of a, of a kid that hadn't played and they decide to come out or hadn't been out for whatever reason and, and they've been able to help the team. And, uh, you know, the one thing that we look at is our numbers are down, I think, in the area of football participation in the country, the football participation is down. Uh, but at the same time, we I, I think we, we kept the standard pretty high this year. So some kids that that maybe couldn't meet that standard, you know, we just we just went in a different direction. You don't like to turn kids away, but at the same time, they're going to become a distraction to others. You know, so that, that that's a balance that uh, as, a, as a coaching staff, you really have to look to look at. You know, and uh, you know, especially when you get the injuries in there, you're like, boy, it would have been nice to have a couple of these guys that that yeah, didn't make it through. But at the end of the day. You know that every kid that, that played here, you know, was vested, and uh, uh, you know they should be super proud because, like I said, this sport's not for everybody. That's for sure. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a team game with a lot of individuals who um, they all have to put their hand in the pile, and uh, if they don't, um, you can see that reflectively, especially when you're watching tape, which you guys do. Um, Coach, this is the time. I guess uh, I'm not going to put you on the hot seat. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you because I love you too much. But um, I'm just going to give you some one-liners and uh, nothing tricky, and we'll just kind of have some fun with the rest of the program. Yeah, Fair enough? Good. Yeah, All yeah, right. Definitely. Your favorite win of 2023? Uh, well, to me, it's always going to be the rivals just in nature. You know, I thought the Girard win, you know, there was something. But if I, if I just stray from that, there was something about the Hubbard game, okay. which is just because we were still – new in the season and we hadn't beaten them for all that time. And they came in, I believe they were undefeated at, at the time. And then, uh, you know, it was just a great first half. And I think that's where our, our chest started to swell as a team. I started believing in ourselves. And uh, as, although it seems like a long time ago now, there, there was just something a little bit different about that one for sure. Beaver Local was fun too. I mean, you know, going down there and I always loved going on the road and winning. There's something yeah, you about did, that. You did. that that gets me, but I, I guess I would say Hubbard beyond the natural rivals. Now, now, if you could get those young men in that locker room, suit them up, put them back out on there in the field to take on one opponent that you lost to, who would you like to have another shot at? Yeah, well, there's, there's 
three big ones <laughs> that stand out. Um, obviously, the game we just played, uh, Struthers and Poland. And it's because I think that you can make an argument that we're on par with those guys in a lot of areas. Uh, you know, I'm going to spend the whole season trying to figure out why in, in parts we didn't execute where we need to. Um, is it is it something? And I'm, I'm not – I'm putting this on, on me specifically – are we doing too much that mentally, you know, they don't, they can't dial in? Are we not doing enough? We're we getting out poached. Are are we, uh, you know, is there any process we can, you know, all we do is steal from each other, you know, <laughs> not quite literally like Michigan may do with science, uh, but some of the stuff that we know is out there that we emulate it. Um, of those, you know, I know that everyone in town probably feels Poland was the most gettable, uh, just because of boy, oh, four drop touchdowns or whatever. I would have loved to play this team we played last week with our guys healthy in the back end okay. because, uh, you know, Chris with, with the knee, Josh with the ribs, uh, Jamari with the – you know, and they, they, they threw the ball quite a bit all over us. Um, I, I think with the, with the healthy back end, Antoine's shoulder, Anthony's shoulder, our skill guys playing healthy like we were early in the year, I, I, that's the one I would love to, to see okay. again, um, you know. I guess I would go mentor like Catholic. Awesome. How about this one? Uh, what kid made you laugh? What kid did you see each week? Just, you know, just, I don't know, maybe he busted your stones. Maybe just you teased him, you teased vice versa. But who's that one kid where you saw such and such number, you knew you were going to have a laugh? Yeah, you know, the, the kid is, he's kind of quiet. But when you, you <laughs> didn't have conversation with one on one, is Jamari White. Uh, Jamari, like I said, he's kind of a deep thinker. I think he's probably our. If I had to throw like an IQ test at our guys, he might come out on top. Uh, he and I just have always had had a lot of good sidebars. Um, you know, you, I spent a lot of time just talking to our kids during practice. So okay. I say this, people might say, like, well, that doesn't make sense. You're the head coach. But our coaches do such a good job, and I, I want them, you know, they, they own everything. I don't ever have to tell a coach, hey, I need you to do this, do that, that it does free me up. I mean, I where I think I'm most valuable is – is making sure I understand what our kids are thinking and what they want to do, you know, what might motivate them. I, I spent a lot of, even with the young guys, you know, um, so that, I could probably go on and on, you know, with that one. And then we do try to have a little bit of fun, but sometimes like coaches have been yelling in the background of kids and I'm like, I was the one that instigated that whole thing, you know, it's, it's a bit of a problem, but uh, all of our kids, once you get to know them, I mean, they're, they're tremendous kids and, uh, uh, we we do try to have fun at practice. Who's the who's the kid that you would want to least face on the football field in a one on one drill? Well, I know I wouldn't want to tackle Antoine. I mean that's I think that's been proven by uh, twelve teams that played him. You know we didn't really talk about the Lake Cabin game too much though. But you know everyone's like wow and you know four hundred and some yards, but two hundred and twenty some yards against you know one of the better teams in the region in round two. I mean that's. That in itself is, wow, I can't believe he had 200. It just didn't seem like a lot because he had 400 so the week before. But 1,000 yards in three games, you know, at the end of the year. And, and Gerard was essentially a playoff game for us because that was what allowed us to get that other home game. So basically three playoff games, 1,000 yards rushing. I mean, that's that's that stuff. So I would not want to tackle Antoine. Uh, I think one of our guys up front, the kid that plays with, with the heck of a motor is Masiosi. Uh, he's going to claw you to death. And then – the kid is a little undersized, but he wants to fight everybody. Is, is Greg Rallies? You know, Greg. Greg's got that. 
that uh, little bit of, as they say, piss and vinegar in them that uh, uh, you really want out of all your players. So uh, I, I think if I just went in there and asked to fight Greg, he'd fight me. Like, I don't even think it, like, I, it would be hard to get him going for sure, but uh, those are three to come to mind. Awesome. Coach, listen, I, 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 we're about to wrap it up, but I just want to say thank you. I love being able to kind of share these kids with the community, um, having the opportunity to meet them as well. I think it's just fun. And I always tell everybody outside of this room that, you know, these kids, this generation, they get a lot of slack and they get a lot of abuse that they don't care. But um, I know from talking to them, and I just know sitting in this room with these kids one-on-one, um, you can feel it in their uh, bones. You can see it in their eyes. It's, they do care and they're committed. And that doesn't say every single kid, but that's across the spectrum of anything. Not every single kid's going to be dialed in to the maximum, and that's just society of women itself. But the kids, these kids, they, they, they do care and they put their time in. I think it's evident. Well, the world, I think you may have said this before, the world needs more football. I mean, it would solve a lot of problems because the heart of football is what makes it, in my opinion, the greatest sport there is. Now, every sport is hard. Like, I've I've heard it said that, you know, many times, the hardest thing to do in the history is is hit a a major league fastball or, you know, face a major league pitcher. As a skill, I would say that. The hard overall heart of football and, and the other sports too. Like my daughter's a cheerleader, and watching the time that they put in is valuable too. You know, so I'm not trying to discredit anything. But when you go through what you have to go through, physically, mentally, and emotionally, that what this sport provides you moving forward in your life, I do not think can be replicated. It, I'm sure there's arguments too. My opinion, the best sport for the maturation of young boys into men. And it comes with, yeah, some physical risk and everything else. I, I think it's completely worth it. I believe in all the changes to football uh, to make it safer so we can continue to play. Some guys are like, oh, that's not football. I believe in all of it. I believe in protecting the quarterback. No. Do I think they overprotect? Absolutely. But the changes we've taken with targeting and and just just some of the things, you have to do it because this game must continue. Football needs to be embedded into our society. I hope I'm not off the planet before I start seeing people trying to come after and take it away. And that's how much I, I believe in it. That's why, you know, me and the other coaches are, are in it, obviously, like we are. And, Bo, before we get out of here, thank you. Uh, I know we said this. Hopefully it gets repeated over and over. Bo does this. He's a busy man. You know, he's he's either here, you know, with the Steelers. Sometimes I think he misses Steelers' obligations to, to be with us. Uh, thank you, Bo, for everything you do. He does this out of the kindness of his heart. Uh, and uh, other than giving you a little bit of work with our tra- trainer this year, this is all, all pro bono, and uh, I really appreciate it. It's a big, it's become a huge part of our program, oh. and I and people t- I know people are listening because they come up to me and say, oh, I heard on the podcast, so we do have an audience out yeah, there, there and it's uh, certainly because of what you and how you do it and celebrate the kids. Excellent, and one more thing. We've been talking about it all year, the fastest Niles McKinley Red Dragon. We're talking about next week. Um, I know we're just brainstorming, but I know we're thinking next week, how do you plan on maybe going about this? Uh, where? Well, I think we'll first we'll start with the weather. I don't want to stand out in the wet. Uh, you know, um, kids available.
This has been a C2P exclusive. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.